Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Paul Davidescu. How are you, Paul? I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. It's the first day of Q2 2021. <laughs> That's awesome. How's it been? It's been good. I, I was looking at the end of the quarter as literally uh, my New Year's because I find that people with set yearly goals, I mean, you know, we've all done it, right? Um, pretty hard to hit, to hit a yearly goal, but uh, so much happens in 90 days. Like those are, those, that's how I organize my life. So yeah, I feel I didn't have any champagne last night, but I'll probably do that tonight. That's awesome. We're getting closer to the weekend. Yeah, long weekend too. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows we need it, especially in the, the, these days, man. Ooh, big time. Well, I'm out of Ontario, right? So. Oh uh, yeah, same here. Yeah. So it's a long, long weekend. Yes. Where are yes. you based? Which city? Uh, so Toronto. Uh, Toronto. We have our office okay. here, our, our cool, trendy office uh, on uh, Spadina. Uh, not Spadina. I live on Spadina. It's on Bathurst and Queen. Oh, nice. So downtown. Yeah, downtown. That's awesome. Downtown life. Yeah. So can you can you kind of, in your own words, explain all the amazing things that you do, please? introduce yourself uh, well i'm not i mean I, I, not everyone thinks they're amazing but uh, we, we do <laughs> we do tend to help some people um and the big thing we i'm before I tell you what, what we do i'll tell you what, what i guess what the solution is we give to people's lives so i think there's a massive problem and lots of friction in in what connects people right and all my businesses that, that may or may not come up uh in this conversation they focus on removing the friction between genuine relationships because when people meet in the right setting, the right mindset, uh, either they're selling something to each other or hopefully just building a relationship, that's when problems get solved. So um, we are under an umbrella company called Tangu. We've been around for 10 years. You might recognize it from Dragon's Den uh, a handful of years ago. We had a technology company there in the restaurant space. Uh, and it's kind of a full-on agency where our core technology and our process is sales enablement and marketing automation. And we basically leverage things like LinkedIn and email marketing, which is a very one-to-one -one thing. Like if I market on LinkedIn, I'm saying, hey, Sheed, good to meet you, right? It's a one-to-one it's -one thing. One-to-many, the, the tweeting out to the world and people responding, unless you're a big influencer, doesn't work. Sorry, even Instagram now, or it's called organic reach being basically at zero, right? So LinkedIn or email, especially LinkedIn, uh, we have an automation tool that lets you basically put sales prospecting on autopilot. So like literally, I go to bed, this is a LinkedIn bot. It sends out very genuine, uh, <laughs> invites, which people never really know it's a bot. It's an invite with, a, with an initial message. And when they accept you, you basically drip them with follow-up messages, hopefully very respectfully in a way that adds more and more value to the point where you send out your invites, half of them get accepted, right? And from there, you usually book five to 10 meetings uh, that are, you know, essentially sales meetings. But the way if this is where our training part comes in, we train you to really approach them as a relationship sell, right? You're there to understand what their vision is, where they're going and see if there's a way to work together. So that technology is an agency work with commission only uh, salespeople. So realtors, mortgage brokers, I mean, essentially lawyers now, lawyers can't really schmooze at the bar these days, right? So they're the ones who really got to bring in business, especially if you want to be a partner. Uh, also growing SaaS teams and, and early entrepreneurs who have too much work to do, operations, people, financing. They don't have time to prospect on LinkedIn, make Excel documents, message people one by one. No, you need this shit on autopilot so that when you are just showing up to the meeting, literally like you just show up to the meeting, everything else, the prospecting, the back and forth, even when you accept someone, they're like, oh, who are you? What is it about your product you think is a fit for me? We actually have a team that we train to learn just the basics of your product to escalate things to a meeting for you. So it's done for you. Oh, done for you. LinkedIn. So that was Pretty my much, next, yeah. my next question was that development yeah. of the mes messaging sequence, right? Like yeah. you, you guys do that in house. 
Yeah, so it's a, it's a sequence, but there's also human beings. At a certain point, the bot doesn't have empathy, not yet. It can't objection handle, which is sales 101. It can't look at their profile and make a, a, a relevant joke or a relevant observation or like a, a post they put up recently. That's where we have a team of people that we train and they can very quickly learn what you're doing. And if you're comfortable, they can basically act like you're like an assistant and just answer basic questions and they're trained to get the meeting. And it's all through text. No, don't have to call. It's all through text. They think it's you, which I think is fine because it's just, it's, it's the friction. So the logistics. I don't want to deal on that. It's a sales yeah. team, right? So pretty much, pretty much, yeah. But what about like I heard that is uh, LinkedIn doesn't allow like automation or anything? What is that about? Well, so there's plenty of LinkedIn platforms out there. Just Google LinkedIn automation platform. They don't allow it at a, at a point where it's above a certain threshold. So if you send a, if certain bots go over like any social media platform, when it's when it gets to a spammy level and everyone's got their different definition for that, that's where you get flagged. So these systems stay below the radar and they basically mimic human behavior. We're like you'll see it typing kind of for you and sending out invites. It's pretty creepy. But there is a risk of them clamping down. They always are. But I mean, the way we see it is it isn't like a, this isn't spam necessarily. You're targeting a certain group of people. So let's say you are a, you know, a B2B sales rep, right? An entrepreneur. And there's someone whose job title is, let's call it marketing manager, Oakville, marketing manager, you know, Chicago, pick your city, Right. If you use Sales Navigator, that the whole platform is for you to prospect, start to you know engage with them, and then send out a request. Same way you do that on Sales Navigator, super manual. This uses Sales Navigator to just automate a little bit more, and it generally connects people faster because who the hell has time to manage your LinkedIn inbox? Like I've got time to manage my text messages nowadays, right? So it's all that friction in this noisy world that I think needs to be completely delegated. You as the entrepreneur, you need to be building systems, selling, building the vision, building the branding, and then hiring, right? You should not be in the weeds, at least not forever. So this is something that like has totally liberated us. And the story wasn't how this even happened is we actually just tested this on me pretending to be a mortgage broker. I just got my license in Ontario. It's, it's a one week class. So I'm like, why not? And then we tested this on me and like we succeeded quite nicely to the point where now what's happening. I didn't expect this is I'm running the mortgage brand. My partner's running the agency. And of course we're a sister company. So the core technology of creating these one-to-one -one connections at scale, right through LinkedIn is actually being used by a mortgage company. It's being used by a magazine. It's being used by the core agency. So we have this umbrella of, and it's really this ethos of a tango dance it's one-to-one -one. how do you create one-to-one -one connections and we have an agency and different companies actually using that and like we live and breathe it man so um that's a long answer to your short question but i feel like that context is important um to dictate i guess the rest of our conversation so you mentioned these different industries right like real estate and and lawyers and you know magazines for example they're, they're a pretty big group so when you get these people coming to you to ask for help how do you differentiate the messaging so for example like i'm a consumer or i'm a business you know i get a message from three different lawyers how do you how do you differentiate the messaging that must be complicated right well you know it, Same it, service, it right? not yeah it, it is and it's not firstly is we have case studies in those industries now we have pretty pretty good scripts but that's where i want to say that like we're different from like an automation platform it's, it's just the tool it's like okay cool you can send out these messages like good luck no it's about you understanding what makes you different which is why this service isn't just a bot you have an actual team around you that in the onboarding we're helping you define yourself 
uh, you know, carve out your USB, have the right brand. So when you send out these messages, there's nothing magic about these messages beyond, yes, there's some tactics that of course will help you with on like what performs it, but really it's like you're selling yourself. It's your LinkedIn profile. They're going to see your profile. Are you branded correctly? Do your values match? Do you have social proof, right? Do people leave reviews? Have you published things? It really is a personal, it's monetizing your personal brand. And that requires a lot of deep collaboration and different heads at the table. And that's where I think, you know, we're different is we have various heads at the table. We have data, we have case studies for these industries. So we know the scripts, we know what not to do. And a lot of it's custom though. So it depends per product. Like any agency, um, there's going to be variability, right? So it's not like we're just some like SaaS platform, like, hey, great, use the tool, good luck. No, no, like you succeed by making sure you're putting your best foot forward. You're having genuine conversations, genuine scripts, right? And that, those are all the things that help people get ahead and help us be a step ahead of other automation companies because there's got to be hard in it, man. You have to like, yeah. you're, it's literally, it's you, it's your brand. Like, is that being shown the best way? Most of the time it's not. And we're so kind of like, you know, we're, you're kind of blind to it because it's like, oh yeah, my LinkedIn profile, it's fine. No, it's not, right? Here's how you make it better. And then it's just about, it's about the sales process. So that's why we do a lot of sales training too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So we always like to ask our guests, what's their inner superpower that got them to this point? Uh, I'd probably say uh, it, it has to be, um, you know, a level of adaptability kind of like a chameleon. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we've evolved through many business models uh, throughout the last decade. But funny enough, when you, when you look back at the different business models and you, you think about, well, what's the common thread? It's, it's just, it's this, I guess it's this, uh, this passion of connecting people by removing the friction between them, right? So it's, 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 it's what's that like? What's your soul? What's your soul, right? Like, what do you want the world to be better? I think people should be connecting more and in a more genuine way, especially from a sales context. It should be less of a dance, less like dating, should be less dated, it should be, it should be real talk, right? But also, so that, so there's just like a lot of superficiality in the world. So how do you make that more genuine? And then also I think there's, since there's so much noise out there, so many distractions, so many other companies that are doing things poorly, marketing wise, or just people that just don't have good manners and, and suck at conversing with others. How do you bring, bring a certain culture and a certain standard and also automation so that people can connect, good people can connect faster, faster, and faster in the right way. So our superpower is we've adapted through different business models to test that thesis through different platforms. Uh, we've tried to make basically every platform and LinkedIn is one that we really feel strongly about because it's your professional brand. But the process we've used to sell and all the other business models, it's the same. So it's, it's basically educative sales. We sell a lot through education and we merge that with this vision of taking the friction out of the one-to-one -one connection. So adaptability and heart, I guess, if you want to, if you want the full circle uh, explanation. Yeah, it's adaptability and heart. That's what you got to have. So true. So you, 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 were you in employment before this or was it like before the mortgage license? <sighs> No, man. Uh, Self-employed since I graduated from UBC in Vancouver uh, in 2011, just jumped into uh, Tangu. Tangu was a, a restaurant marketing company w way back in the day. We ran these really cool like uh, restaurant hops around town, got a ton of PR. Uh, and it was really about connecting people through memorable uh, dining experiences. And that was step one of what is now step 10 on, you know, this whole link thing we've been talking about. So it goes back to my previous point. Yeah. It's all been just figuring things out, collaborating, um, just a lot of hustle, man, and building and building important systems, both for you as a as a person and as an entrepreneur. And that's something I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. So is there any kind of suggestion or recommendation you can give someone that is, you know, working in a job or thinking about entrepreneurship? Any sure. kind of recommendation you could give someone like that? There's many, man. I mean, you know, I mean, your top I'm sorry, one. right. I mean, top one here is luck. You can be entrepreneurial at your work. Okay. You can do that. And if, and if you can't, you're at the wrong place, right? Step one. Okay. Now think about it this way. You want to maximize your dollars per hour. Okay. So at work, assuming you're working eight hours, if you're overworking, you're fine, but it better be worth it. What's your dollars per hour? End of the month, gross income divided by hours that you worked. If you don't know how many hours you work, well, you should track it. That's why I use harvest timer. I'm tracking what we're doing right now. Track your time, track your activities. What's your dollars per hour? The point of entrepreneurship, yes, is to have freedom not to have to report to an office, which by the way is now null and void in the world we live in. It's just about, are you doing something that you love? And is there a good dollars per hour? And is there autonomy? So I would say, first of all, do you have to make the jump? Because I'll tell you right now, entrepreneurship is a pain in the ass. And most of the time, it's probably not going to work. And you're better off with your dollars per hour and your health staying at the job. Assuming it's a great, it's a job you're happy with. If not, what you got to start thinking about is it's the side hustle. Come on, we're in the side hustle era where I got uh, I got Shopify across the street here. They're enabling so many people uh, to sell. But to take the, the leap of faith super early and like go fall into a startup, maybe depend on savings or even trying to raise money. I've been through that. I mean, it works for some people, but usually it's super stressful, not worth it. So what's your balance of 40 hours a week, and then you're structuring time to work on your startup, moonlighting, and or on the weekends. And I think if you do a solid, even like, call it um, even five to 10 hours of customer discovery, you're like, I want to do this. Great. Do customer discovery. Is there a need for this? Do research. Talk to people who are two years ahead of you. What did they do? How did they, how did they get to where they are? Do your research first, but do it from a position of comfortability because you're just working. You're just this is your project. You got to sit, you got to sacrifice other things that you're doing and that might be leisure to fucking make this happen. Right. But do the customer discovery 10 to 15 hours, see if it's worth it. And at some point, you know, you gotta, you gotta get that first customer. You gotta make that money. And like, you'll know at the point where you're like, Holy shit, I'm making almost what I'm making at my job or even half of what you're making at your job. But you see the pipeline that comes to sales. What's your pipeline? And you've done the research. That's when you start making a switch. That's when you make the, the leap of faith. But why do the leap of faith unless you're pretty damn sure you've de-risked your idea? Most And most idea, and think about what kind of startup is it? Is it being entrepreneurial in an established industry, like being a mortgage broker? Like it's not rocket science. Like many people have done it, but it's one tier of self-employment. It's you follow a, a, a process, but you can be entrepreneurial. Maybe it's being level one entrepreneur which I recommend, but still same thing. You got to make sure you build up your clientele and then you take the leap of faith, right? Now, level two entrepreneur is you're actually like doing something that there isn't really an industry for. No, not industry because you need an industry there else you're screwed, but there isn't really like a set paradigm for it. There isn't really a set like process, like a mortgage worker or a realtor, like there's qualification. There's a process. You can be entrepreneur on top of the process. But if you're like, for example, like our first startup was, um, we launched an app, right? Food for your mood. Think of like, uh, think of Spotify and Yelp having a baby. W what does that baby look like? Well, you're like, hey, baby, uh, I, I feel like a date night tonight. What, what's a good restaurant in the area? I just closed my biggest deal of the year. Where can I celebrate with four other people? It's contextual recommendations. Super cool. That's what took us on Dragon's Den and, you know, made some money from it and got investment capital and all this shit. 
obviously like not the best business model. And eventually, you know, we had to pivot into an agency and that was the next chapter. But that's an example of something like didn't exist. It should have existed. But since it didn't exist, there's a lot of education you have to make to the market. There's a lot of marketing that you have to put in to, to change behavior. So I heard it's very, very difficult. So think about like if you're level two and it's something like hasn't been done before, probably not going to fucking work unless you have the right capital or really dope team. Let's face it, right? So I, I almost say chart of a tier one entrepreneurship. It's like be entrepreneurial, again, mortgage broker, realtor, whatever, but there's a process. You just you can be creative within it and make good money, but also have all the perks of being self-employed. You can, you know, travel, do whatever you want. You're your own boss, right? But tier two, that's the thing I think most people go for probably too early. And that's one of my things where like, I probably should have done this first because <laughs> then I get more money, funny enough. And then with more money, I can help, I can help a tier two entrepreneurship project fly a lot faster. But if I start here with no capital and like maybe limited experience, it's a good educational experience, but it, it, it has a, a, an expiry date usually. So that's a, yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question. And hopefully people got some, um, gleaning something out of that. You really got to understand your balance and are you mean level one or level two? And then what, what when's that leap of faith? Awesome. Awesome. Paul has been like amazing talking to you about all this stuff and, and you definitely are serving businesses, right? You're helping people create an income and you're helping people grow, which is, which is, uh, which is a, a huge thing in business. So we do appreciate you, Paul, for what you're doing. And I, you know, wish you all the growth. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. And if people want to get in touch, I mean, you can just go on tangumarketing.com. That's sort of the core website. You can follow me at Paul David Eskew. I guess we're on Clubhouse too now, aren't we? So that's on Clubhouse. That's on Instagram or Level Up Mortgages. I'll give you the links after. And yeah, for those out there that want to uh, pass an idea by us or understand how to put your sales on prospect, uh, your prospecting on autopilot, um, yeah, get in touch because at the end of the day, you got to be selling more and you should be doing less admin mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's well, our, our, our manager podcast, he'll, he'll actually put together all the show notes together for your, for the awesome. episode. And he usually has all the links. So beautiful. Uh, yeah, well, I'm so stoked to make this happen, man. I mean, you know, I guess short and sweet, but uh, again, I think for Q2 people um, have a, a lot, a lot of systems they can work on. And I, I really recommend to leverage your time in the best way and keep developing yourself as an entrepreneur. That's the most important asset. I mean, businesses come and go, but if you are, you're the asset. So how do you improve yourself throughout the process and build core skills that can evolve over time? Yeah. So true, Paul. Amazing. Thank you again. Thanks.